Hello, I'm Pastor Keith Val III, and I want to thank you so much for tuning into the podcast of the Way Church of Tampa Bay. Our desire is that as a result of the word, that you no longer settle with simply coming to church, but you become the church. I pray that you enjoy this broadcast and that it challenges you, that it convicts you, and that it changes you. Thank you again, and let's enter into today's message. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. You know, on today, I, I thank God, first of all, for Jesus. As great as y'all may look on today, and as well as you have dressed up, if it hadn't been for Jesus, one, I wouldn't be here, and two, I don't know where I'll be. I thank God for Pastor Keith even not being here on today. Uh, he's out being a father so that his wife may be able to celebrate. Now, he's a father every day, but he took on all the kids, praise the Lord. So, guys, if he texts you, y'all go ahead and answer his text. Praise the Lord. No, Pastor Keith is an amazing father, um, and he, he is doing well. And uh, as it is my wife's birthday on today, I love her so dearly. I said we're getting to the age that we've, we've almost spent half of our lives together. Um, just celebrated 20 years of marriage on last month. Some of y'all stop playing. When I met my wife, and well, let me not say when I met her, because we was in, we wasn't at church when we met. Praise the Lord. As you can see, she, you know, she got a testimony to me too. We was at the club. Um, praise the Lord. But when we went out on our first lunch date, I had called my sister and I said, I met my wife. I met my wife first time. And I couldn't wait couldn't wait to marry her so within that time within less than a year we got married right less than a year yeah praise the lord guys some of y'all better stop waiting they'll, they'll, they'll be slipped away praise the lord but but more importantly i thank god just for salvation i don't think we say thank you enough for that we love our blessings we love all the things that god may be able to do for us but Sometimes you just have to say, thank you for salvation. It's more than fire insurance. You know, we, we worried about going to hell, but we, we have a, a savior that gave his life for us. Gave his life. Think about it. If, if you had to have a list of the people you would give your life for, it may be no one on that list. But I guarantee you, it's a real short list. You ain't going to be able to hold up two hands to give your life for them. And he did it while we were yet still sinners. We hadn't came and started off right. That's why people say, well, you know, I got to get myself right before I get back in church. Well, you've already messed up. Guess what? We never get it right. We never get it right. I know plenty of people that made it into their 90s and they still say, I still make mistakes. You never get it right, but you keep pressing. You keep pressing, and that's what that's what we're doing on today. So I'm going to be quick with the word. Thank God for our praise team. Can y'all thank God for them? 
we thank God, you know, we had um, Dana coming and helping us out, and she's an amazing praise and worship leader, and y'all probably didn't know they could talk, did y'all? And our praise and worship team on today, they're all powerful, they're all anointed, and they, if you can't see it, they've been developed. The giftings that is already in them is starting to come out. Um, I'll say I lived a lot of my life like that. Don't worry about what people are going to say. You say, I'm crying. I'm the first guy to cry in the building. Uh, don't be timid at all. God has placed you with a gift. And it's not for just you. But guess like, just like I was telling my son on last week, when you encourage someone else, it's going to encourage you too. So don't be timid with that gift. Please don't. Please don't. Y'all are blessing the people of God. And people are being set free. Y'all ready for the word? I promise you I'm not going to be here for a long time because I don't have that much to say. Y'all think I, y'all probably think I talk a lot, don't y'all? Just at church. Ask my wife. I'll be quiet at home. She's like, you ain't saying nothing today? Probably not. But we're ready for the word. We're in a series right now. Pastor Keith, I'm not going to interrupt his series. The Poison of Pride. I'm still, I'm just going to do a little been off. I'm still in there. I'm still talking about pride, but I'm not going to interrupt the things that he's already had planned, but I am going to add a little to it. Is that all right? Yeah. All right. So we'll go to straight to the scripture right now. And it's Philippians chapter two. It's verses one through eight, but we're going to, we're going to break it up a little bit and do one through three first. If you're able to stand for the word of God, let's honor it with our feet. If you're able, if you're able, God understands if you're not. I thank God for every person in the building right here. I love you all. I'm sorry. Thank God for everybody that's viewing online. If it's live or it's pre-recorded, we thank God for each and every one of you. Pastor Keith, of course, sends his love. Lady Serena is out there trying to enjoy her birthday, which is on tomorrow. And the kids are just running around, I'm sure. You think that's right, Auntie Chloe? Yeah, that sounds about right. Even Skylar, she's probably running around by now. But in Philippians chapter 2, if you have it, if you don't have it, it's on your screen. Uh, Y'all want to read it with me? Is that all right? You used to have to do this in class. Y'all remember that when you had to read out loud? I don't know if they do that anymore. People get embarrassed and call the parents about reading out loud in class. But we're going to read out loud together if you can. And so it says it just like on the screen. It says, Christ encourages you. I'm going to see if y'all read it. And his love comforts you. What else does it say? God's spirit unites you. And you are concerned for others. Verse 2. Now make me completely happy. Live in harmony by showing love for each other. Be united in what you think as if you were only one person. Somebody say one person. Verse 3, it says it like this. Don't be jealous or proud. We'll start verse 3 again. What does it say? I think we're in the right place. But it says do what? Be and consider others more important than yourselves. Verse 4 says it like this. Let's keep going. It says, care about them as much as you care about yourself. Oh, y'all didn't like that one. And think the same way that Christ Jesus thought. Christ was truly God, but he did not try to remain equal with God. Instead, he gave up everything and became a slave. 
when he became like one of us, Christ was humble. He obeyed God, even died on the cross. You may sit. God's word is already blessed, so I don't have to tell you that it's blessed. It said, don't be jealous. Don't be proud. Don't be jealous. Don't be proud. Don't be prideful. Don't be jealous. Don't be proud. But if you are going to do something, somebody say be humble. Be, humble. be considerate. Be so the question is, we're, we're sitting here and we're in this place and the, the, the poison of pride and we're talking about it. And, and I started to think about when you start to talk about poison, I started to think of all the, uh, the good movies. I'm not going to lose the content today, y'all. I, I got to back up. Here we go. And all the good movies that talk about stuff like that. You know, I love a good movie. How many people love a good movie? Or a good TV show? I like the action. I like comedy, the rom-coms, you know. Uh, but my favorite is suspense. How many people like suspense? Them little suspense movies? Oh, yeah. If you got two, big, you, you know, I already know. That's all right. It's free. But movies show CSI? Yes. Law and Order? Yes. Okay, let me go low. Murder, She Wrote? Yes. Look, no. Columbo? Oh, yeah. Heat of the Night? Yes. Uh, okay, some, somebody remember. Okay, all right. Again, one time, I got caught up, you know, messing around with my son. I got caught up in Where is the World is Carmen Sandiego. I was looking for Carmen Sandiego everywhere. I don't know. I was all up in other countries. But one of my favorite movies I was just watching again on this week, and if you've never seen it, I'm about to give you a little synopsis of it. Batman Begins, all right? Now, this is kind of Batman, not the old Batman. This is the new Batman. Batman's origin story, where it tells about how he became Batman, how he learned all his little ninja moves. Mac, you know what I'm talking about. He back there smiling, all right? This was the part, he became part of the League of Shadows. Like I said, uh, Mother, this ain't the uh, original Batman. You know, the one with the tights, Mother Deborah. Yeah, this ain't, this ain't that one that used to slide down the pole. You can't do that nowadays. You can't put on little underwear and slide down the pole. That's, that's not Batman. Yeah, that's something else, all right? So right now, we're talking about the Batman, the newer one, and he finds himself looking for himself on the other side of the world, right? And so while he's on the other side of the world, he sees there's a fine line between being a hero and a villain. And then he, he comes to this point where he has to make a decision to kill someone. They say, oh, he's a murderer. He says, yeah, but he needs a trial. I said, no, he's already a proven murderer. Go ahead and kill him. This is your final test. Well, he refuses, has to fight them off. Uh, his mentor that was telling him he had to do it, he ends up saving him, but he goes back to Gotham and says, you know what, there's some work I need to do. Well, just like most gangs, you can't just, you know, get out. They came after him, right? And so at the end, they end up poisoning Batman. Somebody say poison. poison. And the side effect was fear. Now that can prove by itself. Sometimes the poison of pride can end you up in a fearful place, but that's not where I'm at on today. They wanted to poison not just Batman, but Gotham City and next the whole world. And then, you know, Batman, a friend of Batman's father, a super genius man, Morgan Freeman. Uh, Morgan Freeman, I think, is the oldest actor ever. He's been old since he started. But he came up with an antidote. Somebody say antidote. Antidote. And that would cure Batman. But the first thing they had to do, they had to analyze his blood. They had to find the poison. They had to make the cure. And it doesn't make a difference to do all that unless they give it to him. So they had to give it to Batman. And so 
That is the process when you're poisoned. If you're going to find an antidote, you got to take it. Which, while we're here on today, father went through a whole lot because of the of pride just to give us an antidote. And his antidote his name was Jesus. And just like in the scripture you read, it said he had to give up everything. He gave up the heavenly angels. See, everything he said, they were waiting for him to talk. He gave up the seat next to the father. He gave up the heavenly gates, the streets paved with gold to come to Tampa. No, he was on the other side, but he came to this earth. Just like us, it said he became a slave, meaning he became a servant. That means he came here to serve. But he came not only that we might live, but that we have life and we have it more abundantly. So the question is this. Base scripture says, Proverbs 16 and 18, it says it like this. Pride goes before destruction and a haughty spirit before a fall. We know that. Pastor Keith's been talking about that. The question is, you know, how did we get to the point where pride becomes poison? You know, you, when you have, you're growing up as a kid or you get a little bit older, you always want your parents to say that they're proud of you. Right? How many people wanted that? You wanted your parents to say, hey, I'm proud of you. I see what you're doing. I'm proud of you. I'm like poison to me. And so what happens that we get to the point where pride becomes poison? Well, looking at the word, the simple definition is like this. The quality of state of being proud, reasonable self-esteem. Somebody say reasonable. reasonable. Confidence and satisfactory in oneself. Somebody says self-respect. All of that sounds good, but guess what? There's another part of the same definition. It says exaggerated self-esteem. Somebody say exaggerated. How do we get to the point where it was reasonable and now it's exaggerated? Reasonable, I should have self-respect. I'm conceited. I was, I was doing walking in the way I walked. But now, I'm just fine. <laughs> Can't nobody say anything to me. How did we get to that point? Well, you know, we got to take it back to the spirit. And it says in the next slide, 1 Corinthians uh, chapter 12, verse 7, it says like this. The spirit has given each of us a way of serving each other. Isn't that what I said, praise team? And so, not just the praise team, each and every person that's watching and sitting in here and listening has a gift. Somebody say, I got a gift. God don't have a reason to lie. Each and every one of you have a gift. Regardless if you know what it is. Regardless if you've activated or you're working in it. And here's the whole thing. You may have been working in it and didn't even realize that was your gift. Because as people, we kind of we rate gifts. Now, God didn't, but we, we kind of we kinda rank gifts, right? But let's, let's go back to this. See, reasonable self-esteem says it like this. All right, you ready? Reasonable self-esteem. If, you, if you're reasonable with self-esteem and you have this gift, it says, I know I have a gift from God, right? Just said it. That's what the word says. But the gift also says, I know I have a gift from God in order to serve 
others. I have a gift to serve. Everybody say, I have a gift to serve. That's reasonable self-esteem. It says, I know it's valuable because God gave it to me. Somebody say it's valuable. I also know that everyone has a gift regardless if they know it or not. Say, everybody's got a gift. And here's the thing. All the gifts and all of God's people are valuable. Right? Right? Here's the problem. The other part of the definition. Exaggerated self-esteem looks like this. I know I have a gift. Starts out the same way. I got a gift. I know others know I have a gift. Just changed. People probably want my gift. Now, if you had this conversation with yourself, just put your head down. All right. Do you see the way I did that? You saw, you saw what I did? I did that? Oh, wait, wait, wait. Be quiet. They're saying something about me. Hold on. That's true. I did do that. Looks like, wait, wait, wait. Look, look. Oh, you did it for me. Really, what they're saying is, I got to look like I'm humble. <laughs> look how I'm pointing up to God. But it really was me. God used me because, you know, I got to give. But if I point to God, they won't think that I'm conceited. I thought God was everywhere. So pointing to the sky don't really give him honor. You serving others with your gift is how we give God honor, not a point to the sky. When you use your you don't have to point anywhere. Your life points to God. I mean, it's real easy. We, we take a word and, you know, I, I, I'm not going against anybody's preference, but if you want to talk about pride... The word was taken and there's a parade. It doesn't look like reasonable self-esteem. It looks like a whole lot of exaggerated self-esteem. Because if it was reasonable, it had to be extra. It could just be a march. It don't have to be boas. It don't have to be stuff everywhere. It don't have to be raining down. It don't have to be pulling your kids. It don't have to be dressing this. Because it's reasonable. But then it say, oh, no, I'm just proud to be. No, what if you're proud, it still doesn't have to be exaggerated. And so I don't have to look. You figure it out yourself. Is it exaggerated or is that really regular? Come on, figure it out for your own. So so pride, I just want you to know this is something that you got to take note of. Pride can be a weaponized gift from God. You can take something that God has given you to serve others. And you can hurt others with it, intentionally or not intentionally. Just something simple as a gift that God gave you can now turn into a weapon. Think about that. This is how we get to the poison of pride. But I want to give you the antidote. Everybody say the antidote. And it's so crazy, you know, with the antidote, it'd be like, uh, we get all this stuff, you know, they didn't turn gas and you know all the poison shooting into the room and then they come out they'll be like yeah get this little cap of water this gonna cure you I don't know why movies do that give me something big give me the big version of the antidote but no God God does it like this and and like I said I'll be quick we're already at point one 
God's giving us an antidote, and it's in four ways. And it's really simple like this. God wants us to be grateful. Somebody say grateful. You know what? To fight off the poison of pride, whether it's killing you fast or slow, because how, y'all, how many of y'all know sometimes the poison don't happen very quickly? Sometimes it chips away at you. You know, sometimes people don't even know they're being poisoned. Ask the people that had the water. They didn't even, they're going and they're just doing everything. They're showering and they drink because they don't have a choice, but they're being poisoned slowly. Slowly. That's why we all want the commercials on the news. If you were a Marine and you were a cat, slowly poisoned. But guess what? There's still an antidote for it. And it's in giving. The first one is grateful. It may seem simple about pride, but you know what? We're not always grateful for everything. The reality. First Thessalonians chapter 5 verse 18 and simply like this in everything somebody say everything, everything give thanks for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus concerning you that's King James version but the, the, the uh, common English version says like this whatever happens somebody say whatever happens, happens. keep thanking God because of Jesus Christ this is what God wants you to do see one talks about God's will for your life and people don't like that so when when so I just can't figure out what God wants you to do. Give thanks. Yeah. Well, I, you know what? I'm going through. Give thanks. Yeah. But I but I don't know. Like I've been on this job. I've been off this job. And I've been at the church. I've been at that church. What should I do? Give thanks. I, I'm not coming to you no more. I thought you was a prophet. <laughs> because there's something about Thanksgiving that opens doors. And so that's why I realize as reading this over and over again, and this is not a new scripture to me, and maybe it is new to you. But one of the things about this scripture is that it's hard. It's hard to apply this to your life. Everything. Somebody say everything. Raise your hand if there's some things you didn't want to give thanks for. Look, look, just in her testimony alone, I'm like, my God. Yeah, yeah, that did happen. Don't tell my business. Wait for me. But. These things happen over and over again. Like, hey, look, I've been arrested. Yes, I was. I wasn't giving thanks. I was crying like Paul was like, open the jail, Jesus. Open the jail. But, but I, I gave thanks because I had my bail money. But uh, yeah, yeah, look, I don't know why they let me up here. Pastor, come back. But here's, here's the reality. This is, this is what happens. We have to give thanks. Not just in a moment. But in everything, somebody say everything. You know, if I was to sit back and look at it, when I hear the story about how my mother went to the hospital when she was pregnant with me and they told her that she had lost the baby. Everything? That's a reason to give thanks? When when I was about six years old and me and my brother was being foolish because that's what kids do. And we caught our house on fire. That's everything? You know, you know, when my father died when I was 12 and he was only 42 and my mother died when I was 21 and she was only 48. And then my sister moves here just a little while ago and she dies on Mother's Day 30 days after getting here. At 48 years old to be closer to her brother. Give thanks. After losing a business after 14 years of service because of a pandemic. That sends everywhere, every person, everybody in the world into upheaval, including marriages like mine. We still together. 
but ups and downs? Everything? We even lost our house, not during the pandemic, right down the street. We used to live, yeah, we could walk home right down the street, right in South Vera. She didn't knock on the door a couple of times. We lost that house during that first, you know, whatever that was in 07. Everything? Standing in line trying to get our bills paid, the electric bill, trying to get save the house, trying to get food stamps, try, everything. Thank you for that. I remember, you know, we joke about it now. We was at the little dough at the community center and they was taking a line of people. You had to be out there early and we was the last person they didn't take. <laughs> I've been out there for hours. Everything. Everything give thanks. But you know what? I realized it actually was all about perspective. It really was. And sitting down with Dana on yesterday and she was talking about there were some things that I had wanted. But I look differently now. I'm glad just to be at home. Here. Meaning that maybe she didn't think that highly of her home before. But it's something about being on your deathbed that home feel real comfortable. And that's not a joke. She was on her deathbed. But here. And so perspective says it like this. Now. Pastor Cole, I know you said they lost the baby. Well, she did. It was my twin sister. She didn't know she was having twins. But I'm here. Give thanks. The house, yeah, it was foolish and it was gone. But thank God my daddy was smart enough to have insurance. We giving thanks. Yeah, and you know, the people are gone and I, I miss them. But I'm also determined not to fall into depression. Like, man, my days are almost over. Believe me, it almost got me. When I was turning 42, I was like, man, am I going to outlive my father? But I'm determined that I'll see my grandkids. Perspective, give thanks. And no, I may not have the same business, but I'm able to do business with my best friend, the pastor of this church, my brother, and I'm able to teach fathers and not work that much. Give thanks. The marriage may have been up and down, but after 20 years, we still and she ain't going nowhere because I'm coming too. Um, give thanks. I don't know if she's giving thanks, but I'm still coming. I don't know. We're going to have to get a minivan, bring all their kids and I can just come on. And, and praise the Lord, we lost the house because God was preparing something else for us. We got a bigger house. We got a pool. We got a nice neighborhood. And uh, giving thanks because before our son is out of elementary school, we won't have a house no give thanks we couldn't have set that up it's about being grateful for what so we're gonna go ahead go, let's go to number two let's go to number two i told you i'm gonna be here long god not only wants us to be grateful he wants us to be intentional somebody say intentional you know what in ephesians chapter 5 verse 15 through 17 it says like this. So be careful to live your life wisely. Somebody say wisely. Wise. Not foolishly. Take advantage of every opportunity because there are evil times. Because of this, don't be ignorant, but understand the Lord's will. Somebody say the Lord's will. See, there are so many days that I have to repent myself because I don't get up with being intentional. Sometimes we just, we just, we do what they call the rap. We just get up and 
that happens that just happens again over and over and over and over again we get up we go to work we get up we take care of the kids we get up we get up we have lunch we get up oh what am i gonna do here we get up we do this oh yeah it's tuesday i gotta call this we get up and we keep doing it and because of that we forget about being intentional for other things that maybe god before i do anything else is there somebody you want me to talk to today Pride will have you in a place where you're not being intentional because you think you already got it together. You'll be sitting here like, yeah, I got it. Anybody else wants to follow. And that will let you know you can't be like, oh, I'm the most humble person on earth. That automatically not makes you humble, I think. I'm, I'm still trying to figure out how do you tell somebody that you're humble and still be humble? I don't know. I'm going to be intentional. There are so many things that matter, but not being intentional will have you thinking nothing matters. You know, I I love old being around older people, meaning older than me. Uh, They used to say stuff like you walking around like your stuff don't stink stuff. Y'all ain't y'all fill in the blank. You know, you can't walk around like that because the reality is that everything in our flesh is unclean. I don't care how long you've been with the Lord, that's why we can't take this flesh with us. This can't, this can't be allowed in heaven. Not at all. We're trying to get this spirit man right. You know, we are not God's gift to the earth. Jesus is. So we got to be intentional about doing God's will for our life. You know, it, it says like this, you know, In Exodus chapter 16 and 3, it says like this. The Israelites said to them, if only we had died by the Lord's hand. Yep. There we sat around pots of meat, ate all the food we wanted, but you have brought us out into the desert to starve us, this entire assembly to death. You could be like the children of Israel wandering around complaining because you're not being intentional about what God has already done. They were complaining about food where they had been in slavery for 400 years. They're sitting in freedom, but complaining about food. What is it in your life that you're still complaining about and forgetting about where God has brought you from? You got to think about on today, where could you be? Where could you... Where? Last week, we saw some disturbance on our way to church, and we automatically, it was a giggle, but then it was, thank God for my right mind. Thank God, thank God for my right It means something different now, mother. Thank God for my right mind. Because when you see people and you realize, this isn't funny, they're just not in their right mind. Now it means something different. I can be intentional about doing God's will. And guess what? His will is to give thanks. That's what? That's the antidote to the poison of pride. Not only that, it, it says like this in Chronicles chapter 26 and 5. He sought God during the days of Zechariah who instructed him uh, in the fear of God. As long as you sought the Lord, God gave him success. How many people want success in everything that you do, regardless of it's business, relationships, in your household, with your kids, with yourself? You want to be successful. Somebody say, seek the Lord. That means you can't sit there and wait for God to come. That means you have to go after it. Somebody say intentional. We have to be 
intentional always about seeking God. And that God success if we do seek him. You know what? If you don't believe it, if you don't be intentional about it, you're going to head for a fall. See, you can about everything else, but if you're not intentional about seeking God, you'll fall. I know it's true, just ask Lizzo. She might have been a singer, but she wasn't intentional about the poison of pride. And therefore, a fall will come. Now, I don't know all the story about what happened, but I know if she had been intentional about seeking God, she could also be victorious, which is our next point. Point three, it says like this. God wants you to be victorious. Somebody say victorious. victorious. You don't have to be full of pride to be victorious. God wants you to be. He wants you to be victorious. Somebody say he wants me to be victorious. And it's like this. For Deuteronomy chapter 20, verse four, it says it like this. For the Lord, your God, is he who goes with you to fight for you against your, your against your enemies to give you the victory. See, I knew that this scripture was a good one. I think Pastor Keith may have used it. But the reason why it's so good is because it allows you to fight dirty. See, how, how many y'all fight fair? I'm sorry. Anybody fight fair out there? Yeah, I, I don't. If I'm going to fight, it, I, I'm not a fighter. I will bite your ankle. I don't care. It don't matter. If, if the, the, these little punches don't work. I, I am not a trained, I will chew on an ankle, I don't care. I, I will bite an ear before Mike Tyson did it. I don't care, I'm going for it. I'll be doing all this one, I, I, it don't matter. I'm trying to win. It don't need to be cute. See, you, you have not been in a real fight until it don't matter. Right now, you just playing. Oh, no, no, you want this? Now? Y'all better hold me. No, no, no. When it don't matter, you will do anything to get out of the fight. Is that true? Including like me. I really didn't have to fight growing up. I was a young for 10 years in my family. I, I really didn't have to fight. I had two older brothers and um, I had an older sister that just didn't care. And, and she loved God, but she's something about her family. She just didn't care. And so when that would happen, it never would be a fair fight. Because the whole thing came down to, no, you're not going to mess with my little brother. No, you're not going to. Now, I, I know you too. It's okay. I fight. I fight a two-year-old. It was. It was not. It was not a fair fight. And just like this, did y'all see it in the scripture? For the Lord your God is He who goes with you. God is with you to fight your enemies. Okay. This side. God is with you to fight your enemies. Somebody say, God is with me. I'm gonna tell you like this. You may think you don't have any enemies. But go ahead and walk humbly. You're going to get an enemy. Because they're going to want to know why you're not boasting. Why you're not showing off, but you got all this stuff. Why do you have success? Why, do you got, why are you so grateful? Why are you so intentional? And now you're victorious? Somebody say the fight ain't fair. And that's okay. I'm telling you, God coming back. Be like, oh yeah, I told y'all to stand down. Yeah, y'all see me? No, God don't work like that. It's when you get on your knees. And you humble yourself. God can come in and fight your enemies. People always talk about the battle ain't yours. It's the Lord's because it's true. You didn't do it. It was God. I promise you, if you big and you bad, somebody going to get you with one of these. And you be like, I don't know what happened. I was on the ground. I was, he was 
fighting fair. I put my fist up and he starts swinging the windmill thing. I don't knock me out. It's not fair. It was never meant to be fair. But you have to be grateful. You have to be intentional. And we're getting victorious. You know, in John 16, verse 33, it says like this. I have told you these things so that you uh, so that in me you have peace. Somebody said peace. In this world, you will have trouble. But this is the part to get happy. Somebody say, take heart. I have overcome the world. Somebody say, take heart. See, see, y'all, y'all not listening. Somebody say, take heart. See, what that really means, let me translate it because y'all obviously just listening to like King James. Burke. Take heart. Get happy. Get ha- L- listen, Linda. Which one of y'all, Linda? Listen, listen, Linda. Get happy. So, so you already know when you're going into a place. How many people, you, when you get your check, you, you, you know, or the day before because we don't really get checks no more. But y'all see that pendant for the direct deposit? You be looking at it like, sometimes you be at midnight. <laughs> looking like, yeah. Y'all got that bean set on it. Like, oh. It ain't there, but I know it's coming. I, I, look, I see it pending right now. That's the same thing as take heart. So when you know it's coming, because you've already done the things you need to do, you can take heart. There's so many times in our life we don't take heart because we're looking at the wrong situation. Sometimes you have to take a snap of what the situation was so you can take heart. You know, he told you that not just so you can get happy, but somebody say have peace. The reason why, and I'm going to tell you, this ain't no profit thing. I just know a lot of y'all not sleeping good because you don't have peace. It's simple. You thought it was anxiety. You, you thought it was, you thought, oh man, I need to take this sleeping pill, but I don't want to get it. You don't have peace. Because it's something about peace that lets you sleep like a baby, even back and forth. But the term is sleeping like a baby because guess what? Babies depend on their parents. They don't worry about if they're going to eat. They don't worry about if they're going to get changed. They don't worry about if they're going to get clothed. They don't worry about if they're going to have a roof over their head. They don't worry about what's happening next month. They don't worry about if mama died. They don't know. They're depending 100% on their parents. So when you have peace, know that you can depend 100% on God. Somebody say depend on God. See, the poison of pride says, I got to worry about my Tico bill because I'm not enough. That's pride. Why do you need to be enough? Because that Tico bill was high. But I got to depend on God. I got to have peace. You know, it doesn't seem like the relationship is getting any better. Don't let pride, the poison of pride, step in. Guess what? Something right now. Somebody say, have peace. You know what? I, it makes me think like, you know, I, I know sometimes I, be, I feel like I'm getting older. You know how they used to say, take this and call me in the morning, the doctor? They used to say that all the time, you know. Somebody say, take peace and call me in the morning. That's what Jesus is telling you. Here, take peace. Call me in the morning. Seek me. Intentional about seeking me in the morning. 
take peace. Here. What's, what's, what's wrong? What's wrong? My, my money getting funny. Take peace. Here. Call me in the morning. My, 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 my husband and I take peace. Call me in the morning. You know, the, the, the problem is that, that we look at all these other situations, but instead of looking at God and what he's already done, and he's already given us, somebody say peace. And because of that, you can take heart. Guess what? The world may be hard, but he already got the world. He already did it. And so that, that brings me to my last point, point four right here. Uh, and, and how do we have this antidote to the poison of pride? God wants us to be excited. Somebody say excited. excited. I, I think this is something that I think we leave in our childhood sometimes. That as a grown up, you can be excited. You, act, you can actually be. Yeah, I know. Look, Miss Lay, Miss Lay, she over there. She always sounds excited. She's like, yes. No, it's, it's just her. It's just her. It's okay. Learn from it. Learn from it. I'm like, oh, I just love her sister. All right. But you have to be excited about something. Come on. Why live your life and never be excited about anything? How sad is that? God said, I gave you peace. I'm intentional. I'm going to take it. You don't have to worry about fighting. The fight is fixed. I'm coming with you. I'm going to beat them up. I, I got this. I know it's not fair. It's, I will triple to your I God got them. It don't matter. Now you can be excited. When you're able to walk in those things, you don't have to worry about the poison of pride. You can be, somebody say excited. See, when you know you're not full of the poison of pride and that you're victorious, if you already know you're going to win, what's not to get excited about? But if you already know the end, you win, why wouldn't you be excited? Is it because you're not still overcome with that poison? Is the poison reacting with your spirit? Because the only thing that should be left after victory should be excitement. But your face don't look like excitement you know I can't it's hard you know you got to read people's spirit because sometimes they face don't say you know you ever went up to somebody hey how you doing say oh blessed and highly favored Ooh, that's what highly favored looks like and the reason why I say that is because not because of the people that go to church it's about the people that don't when you run up to a person and I live in the streets and I ain't thinking about what God doing because I'm straight. I'm excited. <laughs> I kicked it last night. I did. Let me tell you about what I did. Excited. And then you walk up to the person. Hey, how you doing today? Blessed and highly favored. Your face don't look like it. I'm going to keep doing what I'm doing because it don't look like you got victory. It don't look like you're grateful. It doesn't look like you're intentional and you definitely don't look excited. Sometimes your face should connect with your spirit and it should look like excited. I know I'm extra right now. It's okay. Look, online, thank y'all for still tuning in. Don't tune out. Right here, excitement looks like this. Colossians chapter 3, verse 23. Work willingly at whatever you do as though you were working for the Lord rather than for people. Not an exciting scripture, but then again, it is. Because if you start doing stuff for people, you'll quit and give up within the first five minutes. You you cannot sit up here thinking that praise team, listen up. 
If they don't clap with you, you better clap and have your own praise party. If they don't worship with you when you dance, you better keep on dancing. It's for the Lord. Get excited about it. You know why you can worship like that? It's because you got the victory. Not because the people. The thing about it, as I'm here for you as a vessel through the spirit. But if y'all don't like it, I'm still okay. No, really, I am. I'm okay. Because I'm doing it for the Lord and not. Here's the reality. You can catch something that can make your life different today. Today. If somebody told you I can take you somewhere where your life will change today, you would be, hey, let's get there. How much it costs? That's usually what you say. How, how much it costs? It's free. But then again, it costs everything. Christ paid the price. But there's an expectation that you become a living sacrifice. Intentional. Grateful. Victorious. Excited. Uh, what is he doing in your life? Maybe, maybe it goes from, man, I rode my bike to work because I did, right, honey? I, I used to ride my bike. Jerry, stop laughing at me. Um, and my wife, I love her. I love her. For my birth, was it for my birthday? I don't know what it was. She buys me a bike. This is, this is my wife. She, she humbles me. And, um, and so she buys me a bike. She's like, honey, oh, honey, we just getting married and stuff. I, yeah, I know the car went out, but I bought you a bike. Okay, I got to go to work. I'm a husband. I'm going to work. Let's go. And, you know, we had just did a transition because I'm like, God, I know what you're telling me. And I'm like, all right, I'll ride this bike to work. It's cool. I'm a grown man. I don't even care. And so I get out there and I see the bike. She's like, ah, oh, you like it? And I look at it. I'm like, newly married. You can't just go off. Uh, you're not supposed Let me help you. Man, you're not supposed to go off. <laughs> I know you can, but you're not supposed to. And so and I said, oh. So that, I don't like it, right? Y'all got the trans. I don't like it. And the reason being, it was a new bike, brand new bike. Ah, oh, nice. And she's like, it's blue. You like blue? I'm like, yeah, it is. It's a girl bike. <laughs> and she like, what you mean it's a girl bike? It's, it's, it's a girl bike. And she's like, well, how you know? I said, because girl bikes got that slant, right? <laughs> the boy bike got this one. And the girl bike got, she like, so, you're not going to ride it? <laughs> I rode that bike, boy, I tell you. Now, I'm working with kids. The kids say, who girl bike is that? <laughs> Dre, I'm going to get me a convertible one day. I'm just telling you. Just, I, I paid my dues. God fought for me. But no, no, I love her. But, you know, those are the things that you, man, I still had to be grateful and excited that now I was opening the door to something that God was doing. And if I had got caught up in the little stuff, I couldn't. It's perspective. It's perspective. And so I get there and it opens the door for something else to something else. To so and the thing about it, you can stop your own blessing by not being excited. That's what the poison of pride does to you. The poison of pride says that, you know what, when I'm using my gift, I don't do it for others and people don't appreciate it. I can go ahead and just take my 
My gift somewhere else. How many times do you see that in churches? And it's not because so much that they're doing it. Maybe you weren't on assignment in the first place. You was tracing your own pride. And now you're mad because the church didn't respond to your prideful actions. We got to appreciate it. You know, but the word says to, to do the work. Do it as unto God and not unto man. Do it as unto God. So when we're doing things here, and this goes back down to, we don't always treat our gifts equally. I, I, I know I know. sometimes we, we, we like to say it, but if this church had took $100,000 to develop the ushers ministry and we didn't have no keyboard or drums, y'all going to say, what the church, what's going on? We got golf carts and all these vests and they looking nice. They got all the signage outside and we don't even have musical instruments. That's just as important. But there are ways that you have to do it. But the, the job in which Pastor Keith does it so well is that he appreciates all the people. But here's the whole thing. Y'all got to keep serving. Not for the claps. Not for all the appreciation. If, if, if Pastor Keith never says anything, if I, if I don't say anything, but guess what? You're doing it for God. Because guess what? We still men. We started off. I'm already telling you, you know, I don't give you my whole resume because y'all might not listen. But the, the reality is we are failed and flawed people that are just aiming towards God. And that's why even yourself, you have to work as unto God and not unto. There's so many areas that we can go ahead and get excited about. Regardless of this at your job. Guess what? Somebody said, get excited. Maybe you don't like your job and that's okay. Still get excited. It might open the door to the next job. It might open the door to the business that you've been waiting on. You might figure out what your gift is if you get excited. Maybe it's at school. Get excited. Oh, I don't want to do this paper. Oh, I don't want. Yeah, but you're working on a doctorate. Nobody told you you had to do that. Get excited. It costs too much money and too many hours not to be excited about it. And definitely at church, you, you got to get excited about going to Walmart. I know y'all don't like that. It's easy, it's easy to get excited about going to Target. But some the people in Walmart need you to be excited because they don't want to be at work either. I'll just go to self-checkout. I'm not happy about it, but I'll go to. Why are you mad at yourself? You check you out. Get excited about it. You know what? God wants to see it in every area of your life, including your personal life. It's all right. The baby just giving God praise because y'all be quiet. Get excited. <laughs> the Bible say. And so it, it goes back down. It's really simple. And, and it's not much more. It's not much more. God wants us to give. That's the antidote to, to the poison of pride. He just wants us to give. It's, it's not hard. He just wants us to give. He wants us to be grateful. He wants us to be intentional. He wants us to be victorious. And he wants us to be excited. The question is, can you give that to someone else? It's easy to get a message that
that same message and you give it to someone else. That's what God wants you to do. He doesn't want you to sit on his word. He wants you to give. And in giving, you find the antidote to the poison of pride. Somebody says, you know what? Go ahead and take it and then call God in the morning. I, I always try to do my word and, you know, my, my history may be um, as I was a youth for many years uh, before I came to Florida and then after I came to Florida. And my gift, my gift, technically, everybody said, oh, man, he has a gift to work with children. Well, technically, that's not my gift. What? What do you mean? My gift isn't technically working with children. My gift is patience and grace. It works well with children because somebody say, you need a lot of patience to work with children. You need a lot of patience to work with children. And so uh, it's not the fact that I, I can only, I just love them because I expect them to be foolish. It's the grown-ups that God is working with me. Uh, you don't know this by now? Okay. Well, stop saying you've been in church your whole life because you don't look like it. Your face doesn't look like it. You look like you've been poisoned with pride. And so on today, I, 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 I may be patient and gracious, but the reality is I'm not as patient and gracious as God is. I'm not. And so that's why God has been waiting on each and every one of us. And, and if you haven't given your life to Christ, this is always an opportunity because he's patient. And he's gracious. And so this moment is just for you. This is a moment where you can say, hey, Lord, I, I have not made that commitment to say, you're my Lord, you're my Savior. And I want to do that. I want to do that on today. Why wait? I'm not going to wait to get nothing together. I'm not going to wait to see what happens. I'm not going to wait to see what turns out. I'm going to wait to be grateful, intentional, victorious, or excited. I might need you first and the instructions will come later so if that's you and you're in the building hey guess what we want to receive you in prayer you can raise your hand you can walk to the front I don't care I, you can point to the sky for Jesus either way God can accept that and it's simple like this admitting that you're a sinner hey I need a savior if you're online and you're saying that believe it in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord and that he died on the cross. That's real simple. And then confessing it with your mouth. That he is Lord. It's, it's so simple. And then in that. That's the beginning of salvation. Not that everything is right. Not that everything is perfect. Not that well you know I'm going to get saved. after I get baptized. No you can get saved right now. Baptism is just a public confession. Of what Christ has already done eternally. So if that's you then you can leave it in the comment section. I promise you, we're going to get back with you if you're in the house. And maybe that's your situation. Maybe you're looking for a church home. Maybe you're looking for a place that, one, you can give, or maybe you're looking for a place that can train you on how to give so that you don't come into the poison. Clean it out. It's been a long time. You've been slowly poisoned. Maybe from childhood. 
up to now or just in your adulthood, if you want to be a member of this church, guess what? We're here to accept you. No, Pastor Keith isn't here on today. But guess what? We all here. We can accept you too. And so we're looking for that on this morning, if that's you. We thank God for every person that's in the building, every person that's watching on today, that God might be glorified. Did you get anything out of the word on today?